Welcome to the Renovating Riches Podcast. Entrepreneurs from Houston teaching you everything they know about entrepreneurship and real estate with the best guests in the real estate industry. Subscribe today on all major platforms and gear up for another episode of Renovating Riches. Welcome to the Renovating Riches Radio Podcast today with Mr. Adam Metzler. Thank you so much for coming, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you. The honor's mine. Thanks for having me. So, <laughs> so who is Adam? Like, where, like, let's talk about the from the beginning. Like, when you were a child. Yeah. Where do you grow up? Where, where were you born? Cool. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So I'm actually working on. Um, I'm writing a book right now, and uh, and uh, it's it, it's kind of the journey uh, of, of my life in a sense and, okay. and this will kind of lead into that a little bit right but so i come from minnesota and the reason why i say that is because part of um what I, I i learned through toastmasters was labeling speeches and things like that and my first speech was from the uh, freezer to the oven because minnesota freezing cold to houston texas the boiling pot wow. <laughs> you know so especially in the summertime. Oh yeah, especially in the summertime. Like today, actually, it felt like Minnesota. <laughs> what was the was the hottest that it gets in Minnesota? It actually gets kind of warm sometimes in the August, maybe like one twelve ish, and it's got a little bit of humidity because it's got all the lakes. One twelve? Yeah, it yeah. actually does get there very rarely, oh, wow. but that's like the hottest. It'll usually it'll hover in the mid nineties, high nineties. Okay. Yeah. I've only been there once, and it's been on the airport. That's it. Okay. Yeah, it's got a pretty good, it's an international airport now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I flew so. in from uh, Japan, I think it was, uh, and I was like, why is a flight from Japan landing in, in Minnesota? Minnesota? Yeah, it was weird. Central of the country, who knows? Right, and um, then I was connecting back to Houston. That's when I was in the oil and gas business. Okay. So, so uh, what age, or when did you move from Minnesota? So I was there for 26 years. Okay. And then... Um, so you graduated high school there, and yep. did you go to school there? Graduated high school, 97, went to a little bit of college, played some amateur uh, baseball. Okay. Um, and then, uh, um, to be honest with you, uh, my, my mom died when I was very, oh, wow. very young, when I was 20. And so that threw me in, in kind of a tailspin. And okay. then so I dropped out of college, didn't really know what I was going to do, did the whole bartending thing, built home, multifamily homes for a couple of years. Uh, then I got into uh, corporate uh, you, USA. And you, you were building those uh, as a framing carpenter. Okay. Yep. So, so you're I got the framing. Yep. Got the framing from the slab up through the roof, and okay. so that's we'll get to later. But that's where my construction background started. Right. Yeah. Never knew where it was going to go or come back around, but lo and behold, it did. Good deal. And yeah. so, and you got incorporated doing what? So then I got into uh, Best Buy. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I worked there for ten years, and I started just uh, as a data entry. Right. And then I worked my way all the way up to a national strategic account manager. So is Best Buy uh, like corporate headquarters up there in yeah, Minnesota? Yeah, corporate headquarters in Minnesota. Oh, wow. Yep. So I never even worked in the store, went straight to the corporate and just got lucky uh, at a, uh, you know one of those part-time gigs that you go to find a job. And how and was it working for Best Buy? Man, it was awesome. It was a good, great company. Uh, I saw a lot of the ups and downs and uh, and that's why they're still around today. You know, Circuit City went out. I went. I was there through all of that. We saw the Amazon coming in. Um, hated Amazon, but then ended up getting to like them and then they partnered with them and uh, they just, the, the, the customer centristic uh, format that they had and then their, their new CEO came in and 
was a guy that went and, and, and kind of shook the janitor's hand as much as they did the VPs. Right. And it really resonated with the entire company. And they listened to the people on the floor. They implemented it, and they're still around. Man, I'm so, so happy good. to hear that because I, I'm actually uh, a customer of, of um, both Amazon and Best Buy. Okay. But I, I'm the kind of guy that I will go on Amazon, look for stuff. Yeah. But I'd rather go to Best Buy and pick it up. I don't know why. Right. I was like, oh, it's in Best Buy. I'm going to go get it in Best Buy so I can, I guess, touch it, feel it, it's, you know. Um, they'll always be around for that. They just have to be cautious of the brick and mortar thing. Because so many people are buying online, it takes a big chunk of yeah, their Yeah, I think what's going to happen to those big businesses is that they're they're going to have small showrooms. Right. Like, I don't think they're going to have these big buildings like they do today. Yeah. Um, you look at it in banks, for instance, like Wells Fargo. They're starting to put little stores in, in like, shopping centers. Yeah, I've so, seen that. So actually. they went from having this big building. Mm -hmm. Walmart neighborhood stores. Right. Yep, the whole, uh, um, and actually, to, to, to that point, uh, one of the things that I think really saved uh, uh, Best Buy was they started renting out their space. So in, it's kind of a real estate mind. Yeah. They had all this huge space. For one, they started selling off chunks of their space to other companies. Right. So like Ulta went into the one by Pasadena and they bought out like probably 20,000 feet of that 40,000 foot building. So that cut their rent in half. And then they also rented out each space. So Sony now pays them, Apple pays them, HP pays them. Before it was just all... Best Buy. Yeah. Now they're renting out the space like yeah, a landlord. And, and it makes sense to those guys because <laughs> they're like, look, man, if Best Buy goes away, where are you going to display your stuff at? And that's what we always kept saying. Yeah, like, man, I should just rent the space out. And then they did it. Yeah. So it's being in in innovative. And, you know, that's what we have to be. It's a co-working facility for big companies that are yeah. in the in the electronics industry pretty much. Yeah, it is. Well, and to, to have a brick-and-mortar store, for because who wants to buy a computer without touching it? You know, yeah. you really can't. I mean, you can, but then you're going to buy and bring back. It's just... it's. Unless those, you're a computer wizard and you yeah, know what you're buying. Right. Some of those products will always have to be touch and felt to some extent. Good. So what? when did you leave West, uh, Best Buy? How long ago? Uh, let's see. That was 2014. Were we in 2020, 2014, six 2015? Six years ago. So six, wow, man, that was six years ago Six now. years ago. That's crazy wow. to think. And then you, what do you do after that? Like, did you drive down here right away? Or? So no. So I, uh, so... Uh, I was in Minnesota. I was at Corporate, uh, corporate USA um, up there till 2006, had a daughter. Um, that The mom moved down to, to Houston, so then I moved down to follow. Um, then, you know, got married and okay. had a kid and got divorced, and then we'll get into that later in a different podcast. But uh, right. that's what got me down here in 2006. Okay, so you were following your daughter's daughter. uh, mother. Yep, so came down here. 2006 got here. Things that women will make you do. Oh my goodness, I tell you. <laughs> and uh, and so, Best Buy is a big company nationwide. So I was able to transfer, stay in the company, and so I ended up working for them for 10 full years. But in 2014 or so, I just I just felt like there was more to life, and I saw the cap, I saw the the ceiling. Uh, the guy ahead of me was been there for like 20 years, wasn't yeah. going anywhere. I'm like, I, I can go to Austin or something like that. I didn't want to move to another state. The reason why I came down was to be with my to daughter. To be close to your yeah. daughter, yeah. So anyways, uh, so I was like, well, how do the millionaires and billionaires, what do they do? A few, success leaves clues, right? So I went and researched it, and I found out that they all either make it or sustain it in real estate. I'm like, like literally 80 to 90% of all the millionaires and billionaires. So I was like, I got to figure out real estate. So that's when the whole real estate journey and research began. 
And then I went to a different company and sold technology for a little while. Um, and then some other small time, part-time stuff. And I was like, you know what? I just gotta, I gotta dive into this real estate thing full-time. I can't dabble. So I cashed out my 401k and took six months and really dove into the business. Good deal. So what year is this when you... So now it's about 2015. It was about a year later. I left Best Buy at 2014, went to another company through 2015, sold um, tech, uh, um, bandwidth, uh, CBON, Birch for businesses and stuff like that, kind of like Comcast. And then, um, and whew, that was a business. Goodness gracious. You talk about hardcore sales. Yeah. You're going business to business, door to yeah. door with signs on the door that say, you're not allowed. Do not disturb. Yeah. <laughs> no soliciting. And yeah, we still had to, yeah, we still had to, and some of them even said, CBN employees not permitted. Wow. Yeah, literally, like, because I knew what the, the that whole business model was. Right. And so, uh, so that helped ramp up the sales and the cold calling and the door knocking and the rejection, which come to find out, there's a lot of that in real estate. So it was kind of preparing me for wholesaling and buying and working with sellers and things like that. Good deal, man. So, so how was your entry into real estate? Well, how did, how did that look like? Um, it looked like kind of a slow roll. I, I, I was doing some speaking engagements and then um, I met a guy that uh, was... What were you uh, speaking about? It was, uh, um, it was MC for a guy who had this thing called Story Jam. And it was to help inspire people to get on stage and tell their story. Okay. And so I would MC that event for him in uh, Sugarland and some other areas. And one of the guys that came to it that he knew ended up being a real estate guy. And so I ended up uh, talking to him a lot. He's like, "Yeah, man, you got to come over to real estate. It's you know good." So I you know did that thing for a little bit, and that's when I decided to cash out the 401k, go at it hardcore for you know to make it work. Didn't work. <laughs> Lost all that money, unfortunately. Um, but uh, what, what were you? How were you? Taste. How were you using it though? Well, it was really just so I didn't have to have a full time job. It was because I was trying to get into real so estate. So you were using that money to pay bills. Pay bills and and and, 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 and research live and research. And you didn't lose it. You so I, yeah. You really used it. Yeah, I you used know, it. There you, you go. You it was like an investment. <laughs> it, it, it is. You pay for education one way or another, right? So you do. You absolutely do. Yeah, and so. I didn't really know about, you know, mentors and real estate schools and everything, you know, then like the fortune builders, you know, and stuff like that. Otherwise, I would have I would have probably did that instead, but hindsight's always 2020. So Yeah, but you is. know, you you don't know what you don't know. No. So, um I didn't know either when I started and I, I literally just went and bought houses. Wow, that's awesome. Straight up like <laughs> like that's it. That house looks ugly. I think yeah. I can make it work, and boom, that's and I did pay, you know, um, my, edu my education money. Hard on. knocks. Yeah. So, um, literally. Yeah. So, I think that's a lot of people's stories, especially in real estate. I don't think there's a, any real smooth. Most of the people that I see, most of the people <laughs> that no I see ramp. that go and take uh, like uh, on fortune builders, and not to say anything about about them, they right. they actually got a great program, very good program. Um, yeah. But they go that educational route. They get the education, but once they go implement it, they still go through the school of hard knocks. Yeah. So you know you're gonna pay for it one way or another. Now I would rather be. Um, educated, right, and learning, and learn, and then go <laughs> and through then school go to, of yeah. hard knocks, then go through school of hard knocks from the get go, because then at least you mitigate some of the risk, yeah, by educating yourself. So, yeah. if you are out there and you need education, let me uh, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. teach you out here something. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, so you okay? So you cast out your four hundred one k. 
that's talking about burning all your ships, right? You, you cash yeah. out your 401k, you start learning, and then what did that look like after you, I guess, ran out of money or, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that's that's exactly what it was. It was, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was like, this isn't working. Um, so we agreed uh, to disagree in regards to, you know, where we were in, 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 in that partnership, if you will. And then I was like, I, I, I'm not going back to Corporate USA. I've had yeah. a taste of this life and what it can do. And so I've got to figure this out. Right. And, that's and then you, and you've also seen by that time other people making it, right? Right. At that time, I'd seen other people making yeah. it. I've seen the deals. Uh, I was part of a deal or two, and then they fell through. So I kind of had the taste of it, too. Yeah. Um, and I saw the potential of it. Okay. And, and then I'm a kind of guy that, you know, once I see potential, I really try to go after it. And so I was like, I got to figure this out. So then I went and got my real estate license, um, tried to do the, 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 the realtor thing for a little while, found out I wasn't a buyer seller agent type person. I'm like, what else is there? It's got, I gotta, I gotta get this investing thing right. Cause I'm a, I'm a sport code, jean jacket kind of guy. Um, yeah. I like, you know, that type of environment and, and I'm a transformational guy. So with my faith, with my life, with helping other people, uh, homes, just having the ability to see that vision. Kind of like when we were talking about that deal, yep. like, oh man, the elevation on that house, like I can just see it. You remove those trees and you do that. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, I gotta, I gotta find a way to make take that gift, if you will, or that desire, that passion, right. and, and make make it. And so I just, I, I helped as many other people as I could with what I had available, with my resources and and will and drive, and just kind of bounced my. I worked with this wholesaler, I worked with that team, I worked with that team, and then um, it came to a point where I needed, uh, you know, I got some wholesale fees, but then I couldn't stretch. I couldn't get enough deals together fast enough, so I was like, "Well, how can I get income?" My my uh, my my wife's father has a, a fence company, so I was like, "Oh, it's real estate. Every real estate deal needs fences or whatever." Yeah. I'm like, "Hey, I can just start selling fences." So I started selling them for him, and then I was like, "Man, I'm a framing carpenter by trade. I used to build homes when I was younger." So I was like, "Hey, why don't I figure out how to build these things?" I was like, "I can do this." So then I started building them. So then I started a fence company. So that helped me at least get the day-to-days going. And then I started a a JV company with a a friend of mine from my church. And uh, we got a that's where Adam Buys Texas Houses came from. Uh, We got a couple deals in. We did a huge JV flip over in Southeast Houston where we did really, really well. Um, I got my my first $20,000 assignment fee. And I was like, man, this stuff is real. Like I could actually like touch it and it was it happening to me from the efforts that I was putting forth. And uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm in it to win it. And just, you know, but then life happens. You know, I'm, a, I'm also um, a father uh, of five. Okay. I have five kids, um, two from my previous marriage, and then three in-house now. Right. With my beautiful wife of uh, eight years and um, only provider. So... I've realized a lot of people trying to do what I've done in this industry usually have another income source. Mm-hmm. And and so I was like, man, I can't beat up myself too hard because I'm the only one providing. So what I'm doing is, you know, I don't want to say it's admirable. I don't pat myself on the back, but it's like I got to be reasonable with my expectations. Right. You know, and so that's kind of part of what we're talking about today is like, how do we grow? How do I get to that next level? And it's that confidence, that that faith, that trust, like just get it under contract, know that you can do it, have the faith that the rest will come and follow, but don't be afraid to take that step. And right. so I just have been keep taking steps, JV with this person, work for this person, 
And one thing that I say is really a, a tall tale that's helped me get to where I'm at now is just selflessly adding value to other people as much as possible. So Zig Ziglar has a quote that I live uh, by that if you help enough other people get what they want in life, you'll get what you want. Mm -hmm. And that's literally how I've been able to make it this far without going back to a W-2 job. To a W-2 job. And so, now i got a construction company. and. So I apply the same principles, right? <laughs> Good, um, yeah. Uh, same principles. I listen to Zig Ziglar. Uh, I still listen to him, actually. Yeah. Um, and I listen to a lot of other guys that, that came after him. Right. I... Maxwell's Ron, oh, Maxwell, Jim yeah. Ron, uh, yeah. you know, Les Brown, Tony yeah. Robbins. I mean, now all Ed, these. Ed, Ed Milets of today. Yeah, yeah, these these guys are more sophisticated now, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're they're now now you're seeing business owners and entrepreneurs that made it. Yeah, come out and 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 teach the principles. You're right, right. At the time, Zig Ziglar was just teaching the principles. Yeah. Like, he was. He didn't. He didn't necessarily was like a guy like Ed Milet or Andy Frisella, who actually owned businesses. Right. Yeah. He, no. He was Ziegler, out there. He was just selling stuff. Yeah. Uh, probably you know. going to sell some stuff down the road after his <laughs> latest right. speech. Right. Yeah. He was selling uh, Topperware. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And then life insurance. Door to door. Yeah. Life insurance. He made money through that. Yeah. Um. And then he just started speaking and motivating people. Right. Yeah. But. Today's society is different now because of the connectivity mm -hmm. through Instagram, Facebook, and all that. You got this, all these other guys that sort of follow all the people that came before them, right. but they're more engaging with the public and, and they're more direct, mm -hmm. which is something that probably in the past could have happened, but the, the, the means of conveying that message wasn't there. Right. You had to go buy tapes or you had to go buy something, you know. Right. Now it's like you just get on Instagram and you see some guy talking about positive mindset. Yeah. That's how easy Channels it of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, so going the back pioneers to, of it were, were true pioneers. Yeah. Right. Right. So going back to, to your journey, right? So now yeah. you focus big time on general contracting. Yes. You're doing, I would say that's where your strength is. Right. Is on executing the, the work and, like, making these rehabs look real good. Yeah. So you're working with different people, and I yeah. looked at some of your projects, and I was like, man, that's a really nice house. You, you guys did real good on that one. Yeah. Um, well, what would you say are the basic things that need to happen on a rehab as far as a sequence goes? So let's say you that's pick good. up a house. Um, mm -hmm. And let's talk about a full rehab. Okay? Right. Okay. Something that needs everything. Everything, yeah. What, what does that sequence look like? Uh, well, first, what I've learned, uh, again, a lot of this is knowing the, 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 the big vision of everything and then the day-to-days. Right. Sometimes they're two different things. Yeah. So, for instance, not addressing, like, all the plumbing right away right. or the electrical right away and then having to go back and be like, oh, now i got to pull out that drywall yeah. and redo that. So really, it's the mechanics of the house. Mm -hmm. We kind of talked about that, making sure that you have your, I call them the big five. Everybody has different names for them, but your foundation, your roof, your plumbing, your electrical, and your HVAC. Those are going to be your biggest tickets, and you want to make sure that those things are working and functional and 100% uh, in working order before you even do a lick of drywall. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you always go back and, and, and have to fix and it. Open so. it up and... Yeah. and and the drywall guy gets upset and whatnot, even though he's getting paid, he doesn't want to, have to go redo his work. So you want to keep your crew happy too. 
You know, so really having it planned out, knowing, knowing from kind of thinking with the end in mind. So what was the first thing you fix? The first thing I fix uh, is foundation, yep. if it needs foundation. You got to get everything in life. And it's, 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 it, isn't it funny how it works that way? It, it, everything works by, based on your foundation, foundation. And it starts with a house. Yeah. So you got to get that foundation right. And then you got to protect the interior. So your foundation, your roof, make sure everything is protected. Uh, then from there, I make sure that your electrical is good because you got to have power to mm -hmm. run anything else, your water right. heater or anything else. And then your plumbing comes next with your HVAC. So you're heating and cooling. Um, and then in that order, making sure those get all addressed. And once those are all addressed and taken care of, then if, if there's no like moving of walls and whatnot, that would be you know, next. Um, and then uh, positioning of um, you know, doors, windows, stuff like that. You're more cosmetic things, if you will, but functions of the house. Yeah. How do you want the house to function and flow? Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of contractors go in and just fix what's there. And that's cool. It's probably a cheaper way to do that. And in some cases, that's all you have to work oh, with. That's all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you can do. But, uh, but I've learned, too, that if you plan it right, um, just moving like an electrical switch or a box, you know, that's built in the 80s, they aren't thinking how they're going to use multiple appliances, oh, yeah. right? Just by addressing that up front and moving it, uh, you know, a few inches over, the flow of the house is so much better. So really trying to elevate ourselves. It's top-notch construction, and we want to be top-notch in all that we do, including the details. So we want to pay attention to the details, the flow okay. of the house. So you fix the mechanicals first. Yep. Um, and I like the, the your sequencing is the same one I use. Nice. So yeah. I, I do the foundation first, the roof, mm -hmm. then the exterior walls, yep. electrical, plumbing, and AC. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, Basically, close the walls, and, yeah. and then after that is HGTV. You know? Yeah, it is. The backsplash, <laughs> the flooring, the, the new counters or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've seen over and over again a lot of people getting in this business, and they watch so much TV oh. that they go Detrimental. paint yeah. the house. They fix all kinds of stuff, or but they do like a uh, this, the the I'll see I'll go in this house and be like, oh man, this needs this and this this, and I'll start going, and the the bath is done. Like the 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 bath the shower surround is all done, and yet there's like drywall missing, and the kitchen's like all apart. And I'm like, why is the and, bath done? And they haven't run the plumbing. <laughs> and they haven't run plumbing. And I was like, why you why do you uh, tile the bathroom without changing the galvanized plumbing that yeah. needs to be replaced? Oh, oh. so yeah. Um, I've seen actually. I had Sequence a is big. I I had a friend that uh, came for help one time. Yeah. He said, hey man, I'm buying this house. And I need a loan. So I kind of like pointed him towards a harmony lender. Okay. And this guy had a job. You know, he was qualified. Had a little bit of money saved. And he gets the, 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 the money approved. But when I look at the numbers, he only put like $30,000 for the rehab. And the house was probably maybe 1,800 to 2,000 square feet. Hmm. And I was like, man, this house is from the 60s. Uh, you know, $30,000 rehab since... Like twenty to thirty thousand dollars short. Yeah, because plumbing alone is five to seven. Five to if seven. You gotta <laughs> redo it. So, so I was like, "Hey, man, I don't know if you mind me going to that property." Yeah. Um, to look at it, he's like, "Yeah, man, go look at it." And I go there, and foundation was bad, number one. Ooh. So he didn't have that on his budget. Yeah. Uh, roof was bad. He didn't have that Big on his tickets. budget. Yep. And then uh, 
I can see the galvanized plumbing, mm-hmm. and I was like, that needs to be replaced. And and yeah, I can see it's been leaking too because it's sure. green. You know, it's got holes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the residues. The yep. residues. Yep. And I was like, okay, galvanized plumbing. And then I look at the electrical. The electrical was okay, but it's the freaking walls are open already. Might as well change the wiring. You That's know. That's just it. And so and then I, and the the breaker box needed to be replaced. Mm-hmm. So it's one one of the old ones, uh, General Square D Pacific or, or, or whatever yeah, 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 they're yeah. called, right? Or Federal Pacific. Yeah, so, FPEs. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I look at it, and then I, I'm writing all these things down, and then I call them up. It's like, bro, where the hell do you come up with this budget? <laughs> this is what I'm seeing. <laughs> I think yeah. you're in it for 35K without having to close a wall yet. Yeah. He showed me his budget, and his budget was flooring, it was the kitchen sure. cabinets. It was the backsplash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you got to fix the foundation. Yeah. Uh, that job is probably going to be four grand. And it wasn't that bad. Okay. You know, it, 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 it was, get in yeah, he could have. Ten, get twelve peers, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It was like four grand. Um, and then your roof is bad. Mm-hmm. So what that previous owner did is he changed the, the front roof. But not the back. Oh, love it. So you're seeing it. You're seeing it from the front and Great. it looks okay. Yeah. And then when you go in the back, you're like, oh my God. You yeah. know, so it, it's like, might as well change the whole thing now yep. because you don't even know if they did the front roof right. Right. Um, and and he started questioning me. He's like, oh man, are you crazy? Are you sure? I was like, bro, I've done a lot of these things. Right. As a friend, I'm telling you, yeah. you're way short on your rehab. Yeah, be cautious. Well, long story short, he. He couldn't buy the property because the Harmon lender sent an appraiser there. Oh, I probably saw it. <laughs> and once the appraiser wrote all those deficiencies down, yeah. the lender was like, look, man, I'm sorry, but your yeah. your rehab budget doesn't add up to what the appraiser is putting here. Right, um, to get it there. So we're not going to give you this loan. And then he kind of called me and said, man, uh, you, I guess you were right. Yeah. And I was like, it wasn't about me being right. It was about me trying to help you. See things. See the things that you yeah. need to be fixing. Oh, and it goes back to kind of what this conversation is, the journey. It's, it's, it's so much of what we've learned and, and part of like what this podcast is, is, man, this, this industry, any industry, anything you try to do comes with bumps and bruises, you yes. know, just but, but be humble enough to like take the wisdom, you know, yeah. of others that have gone before you, you know, but also don't be afraid to take a lick yourself. Absolutely. Because so, <laughs> so, that's the best way it learns is when... When you get hit with it, I, I'll it give you an sticks. example. So I, you know, I was going through some adversities because I had a lot of uh, rehabs that weren't finishing, and yeah, you know, this is after Harvey. You know, I lost all my crews. I mean, mm-hmm. It was a nightmare. Actually, I think I was talking to you back in Rosenberg about a year and a half ago when yeah. you were dealing with all that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still dealing with some <laughs> of that. So it's not like I'm off the hook, right? Uh, but I'm much closer to be there done with it, right? So. I met this guy, uh, and I'm not going to mention any names because he's sort of famous. Yeah. But he's not engaged in real estate anymore as, as much as he used to. And I tell him about it, and he's like, Ricardo, why don't you just call all your lenders right after the storm hmm. and told them that you were going to stop payments? Interesting. And I was like, uh, because I don't, I don't think want you, to. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I needed to. I have money, you know, yeah. plenty of money in the bank. and. And uh, I didn't know that, you know, I was going to lose all my crews either. So, right. So I thought that I could still, you know, keep front, going. keep payment. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I was facing something like that similar a few years ago. And I lost a couple of million dollars thanks to that. 
And mm. then it happened to me again. And then the second time around, I just called them all and I told them what was happening and that I wasn't going to be able to pay interest, that I was going to use all the money I had to finish the rehabs. And then once I get them done, then we'll pay them, you know, on the back end when mm. we sell the property. And I was like, well, I wish I would have known that. Right, <laughs> that would have been good. That would have saved me a ton of money. <laughs> did it work? Did it, did, uh, it worked for him. He said, okay. Oh, it worked for him. It worked for him. I didn't know. So yeah. to me, it was the first and, and time. And you don't want to you don't want to call under and say, hey, I'm not going to pay you. They're going to be like, well, we're going to take the house. <laughs> you're, in reality, is that kind of what you're thinking? In, in reality, they probably would have never done it. Right. Uh, but they I was, realized. But I was, try, I was trying to stand by what I committed to do. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Oh, absolutely. So so it was more of a commitment thing. Yeah, integrity thing. Like, hey, yeah. I told you I was going to do this. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to go. Storm could, hits. Yeah. I'm, That's I'm it. still a man of my word. Right. Yeah. But now that I look back, yeah. I should have done just like he said. Ask for grace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so at some point, I was like, okay, I learned something now. If I go through yeah. this again, yeah. I know exactly what to do and there how to go. behave. Will I do that? No, because I'm not flipping anymore as much right. as I used to. Um but um, but it, it was a lesson learned for us at least sure. on, on on that end. So yeah. So well, anyway, stuff that you can share with other people too. Oh yeah, and I, oh, I tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, because if I can prevent people from going through that, right. That's what it's about. That's really yeah. you know um, I didn't know better you know. Yeah. Right. Maybe if I would have lived in San Antonio, I'd probably still be doing the same thing, mm. flip after flip after right. flip after flip. Because they didn't experience the Yeah, we they don't experience that over there. So, anyways, this is about you, not about me. What um, so how many projects have you done in since two thousand? I guess sixteen when yeah. you really started getting actively on in real estate. And I'm talking about general contracting. You know, um, the rehabs portion of it. The which rehabs is your strong. Yeah, that's your strongest because I know you rehab for other people. Yeah, that just that just got to focus this year. So well, it's it's February, so last year, right? Um, but that was just recent. So I was trying to be something for everybody, and then uh, kind of a mentor friend of mine kind of sat down and we, we we looked at things and and kind of had this kind of talk of like, well, where can you make the greatest impact in your business today? And I was like, well, it's it's leadership, it's team management, it's running crews, it's getting projects done, and he's like. That's your business. Yeah. Forget all the other stuff. Yeah, forget trying to wholesale. Yeah. Forget trying to like do these other things. Yep. Focus on that and get that going to a level to where you're mastering that and the rest will come. And I'm like, I already know this. You already know this stuff. But that's why people have coaches and mentors and friends. Right. Is, is you try to do this stuff on your own. And um, not that, that I was being prideful and trying to do it on my own. It just... You know, sometimes that conversation just happens at the right time when you need it. Right. And that was one of those moments. And I was like, you know what? That's it. So I just, I, I, I more or less just focused, I refocused. Right. And kind of put everything else on the back burner that I was trying to do, focused on that, and then it just took off. And so I was like, man, so now I've got five or six projects going on. I just did all the numbers for last year, which was like 12 or 14 projects. And I was like, man, this is... This is good, you know. It's not where I necessarily want to be because I still have the investor mindset. I want to yeah. be there, but like what we were talking earlier, um, it's very, very wise if you want to be an investor to learn the ins and outs of construction and the rehab, yeah. all the costs, all the nuances, all the ins and outs, all the setbacks, all the contingencies, how contractors work, how to communicate with them, 
Not only that, <laughs> based on your background now, yeah, you can be a much more successful investor uh, going forward because you took that one to two years yeah. of preparation on learning the general contracting portion of it, right. which is so tough because that's the hardest part of this business. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. It's not finding the deal or the money. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Although sometimes it seems like it. It really is really not. Yeah. It's the general contracting, managing contractors, making sure you're 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 meeting your deadlines. Yeah. Making sure you're doing it within budget. And we just talked stop. about you had a project that you got out of budget. Yep. Uh, like we all do. Yep. You know, uh, it's part of the business. But um, don't be afraid of that. Still get into it. But yeah. 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 So now going forward. Um, for you, once you really establish yourself as a real estate investor, right? Um, meaning you're buying the properties yourself and you're fixing them up, yep. um, you should have a much easier future than some of us. That Because I had to become a GC by necessity. Sure, right. Oh, That was it. I got burned through some contractors, and I was like, <laughs> I the hell with this. Yeah. I'm going to go get my own cruise. Uh, my own cruise. <laughs> I'm going to go get my own insurance. Yeah. And 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 I literally did it by necessity. Right. Um, not that I enjoy that portion of it. I, right. I don't care for it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did go through what you went. Yeah. And that's what made me, uh, I would say, successful afterwards uh, on the flips. Yeah. Because then I, all I had to do was focus on getting deals and getting money yeah. in order to fund the deals. Right. Because now you know how to take the transition piece and get it completed. No, and we had a system. Yeah. So, same paint color, same backsplash, yeah. same cabinet, same flooring. Like we did, we did not try <laughs> to reinvent the wheel yeah. whatsoever. Wow. Like the my sister lives in LA and she she's connected to producers and stuff like that. And she okay. told them about me. Okay. Say so, hey, my brother is flipping like forty houses and doing the and they're like what? Oh my god, we need to talk to him. We can put him on TV. Yeah. And they call me and they nice. and, and and I talked to them and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm I might be interested, but. Right. I'm not going to modify my processes for your TV your show. Because mm, they want to change it up. They want to make it pretty. They want It's the monotony of success. Is uh, I don't remember, J uh, Gary Keller or whoever I heard that from, but it's, it's, the, it's the boring monotony of success is where most people lose it. So they, <laughs> they really, uh, once I told them that, they're like, well, but can you change colors and backsplashes make and maybe? And, and I was like, uh-uh, I'm not yeah. doing that. Sorry. Yep. And they're like, no, that's too boring for us. If that doesn't sell. And right. I said, okay, perfect. And that yeah. was it. That's as far as I went, <laughs> you know, on TV. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, well, maybe in the future. You never know. Something like this. Yeah. Into. But, so so where, do you sell, where do you see yourself going forward? Man, I just uh, kind of like what we had talked about, just continuing to, to, to master uh, the construction side. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you're never going to be fully over it because it's, it's a very fluid business. Yeah. Prices change, industry changes, um, contractors change, labors change, markets change, things like that. So that's always going to be a, a, a ebb and flow thing. But I, but I ultimately see myself as being more uh, into probably development in the next two to five years. Okay. Like I really want to get into um, building from the ground up. Right, building from the ground up, taking you know areas of land, plots of land, communities, and 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 really kind of helping grow them, redesign them, uh, start new ones, that type of thing. Um, I love the, the renovation of houses, and I, and I think I'll always have some of that in there. But um, I also kind of, I've been dabbling in the idea of commercial too, because I like that whole, that whole tenant, you know, 
pays for everything. Yeah, you know, it's flow. just harder to, a little bit harder to get into that. So, you know, but again, it's, you know, it's, it's, you don't want to live in that scarcity mindset. You want to be able to be like, hey, if the opportunity arises, just go do it. Like right. we were talking earlier, like get the money. If you don't have this, then still do it and then go find it. You know, um, so I don't really know exactly what the, the future holds for me, but I do want to be a big, big player uh, and impactor in, um, in investment property, real estate investment of, of some form or fashion, potentially getting into developments. Good deal, man. So, so I'm doing that right now. I'm developing. Oh, cool. And but I never saw myself as one. OK. And I didn't even understand it. Okay. Like, I didn't know how to develop land. That I didn't I, like. There was a lot of unknowns for me. Oh, I bet. Uh, but one of those properties that we were stuck with mm. was on three acres of land. Okay. And Dennis and I kept on going back and forth. What do we do with this? What do mm. we do with this? What do we do with this? And do we rehab it? And then it, if we rehab it, it didn't make sense to put it on the market or rent it unless we put like trailer homes on I was it. Or say and have all that land. Just yeah. So there, it, yeah. I mean, we were just going at it yeah. for months. I mean, probably for a year, more than a year or so. <laughs> and and one day we bumped into something, and Dennis called me and said, "Hey, man, um, I think I know what we can do with this land." It was always him, not mm, me. Yeah. And he's an engineer, so he's been. Okay. You know, he was. He's actually yeah. a civil engineer, so. So he's been on big projects where they do, like, development of highways and underground utilities oh, nice. and that kind of stuff. So he's the one to blame for the construction in 45. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. And 290. And 290. <laughs> and now 610. <laughs> yeah. So so he came up with this idea, and and he called me up and said, hey, man, I think I know what we can do with this lot. I didn't understand it when he first explained it to right. me. And I was like, okay, man. Different language. It was a different language. Yeah. And I was like, look, man. All I know is how to flip houses at, at that time. <laughs> right. Can you come here and, like, let's talk about this. And, yeah. and he showed me the whole thing. And he said, if, if Ricardo, one thing you're good at is raising money. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I'm good at is building these big, giant buildings. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's make sure there's a market for that on that yeah. lot. And then let's go to work. Nice. And that's how we got into it. Oh, that's so cool. it was a complete... Like the universe is pushing us through that direction, yeah. and and that's where we're going next. And be open to it, right? And we were open. I was open to it, even though I didn't know. Right. I didn't know. I like it took us, it took us a year and a half probably to learn yeah. a lot of the things that we needed to put in place in I'm order sure. to get to where we are today. Yeah. So it was a huge learning curve. It was a lot of reading, a lot mm. of learning on how to do it right uh, from a financial point of view to a construction point of view. Right, right. Uh, we had to go visit with the county, Yeah. Uh, talk to the county engineers mm -hmm. to see if we could even do something, do something like that on that yeah. lot, right? Right. Yeah, don't start building. <laughs> no, no, no. So that was the first thing. It's like, yeah. look, let's go talk to the county, make yeah. sure we can do something on the lot. And and they blessed us. And they, said, and they actually awesome. pointed us to on the right direction with the engineers. They had the resources. They yeah. said, hey, go talk to these engineers. They'll draw it for you. They'll, they'll draft it, blah, 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 blah. And if and they're referring them, they're going to work with them well. Exactly. And you want people to work together well. Yeah. <laughs> we want to pay these engineers so they yeah. can do it right. Yeah. So that's how we got into that. Nice. Uh, but well, we'll have to have a future, future conversation. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere near my imagination i would yeah. be doing what i'm doing right now that's awesome um and 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 um it's also a way out from the flips like we right. don't see ourselves flipping houses for too much longer yeah um other than wholesaling we'll, we'll continue to do that because that's well and you've already got a, a business bait right you know right. so it, it doesn't 
it, it takes more to shut it down than it does to. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, man, thank you so much for coming yeah, in man, and sharing, absolutely. sharing your journey. Yeah. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, I didn't know about the Best Buy thing. Yeah. So, yep. uh, guys, hit share, like, and subscribe. Don't forget to uh, tell everybody about this podcast. If you want to reach out, Adam, where can they reach you out yeah. at? Adam W. Metzler, M as in mom, E-T-Z-L-E-R on just about any platform. Adam W. Metzler. You'll okay. find me. Adam Metzler. Find him on Facebook, yep. Instagram. Um, YouTube now too. I'm working that up because I, I like the videos. You've oh, yeah? seen a lot of the videos that yeah. I do, so I'm trying to try to ramp up the videos now. So. Good deal, good yeah. deal. So look him up on YouTube. He's got his YouTube channel up and running. Yep. And uh, I'll see you on the next one. Bye.